This is the Loose Screws Podcast. I'm Commander Burr. All right. Good evening, good morning, greetings. Uh, I'm not going to do Hey Guys anymore. I'm going to... We're going to give that... We're going to give Hey Guys a break um, because uh, as eagle-eyed members of Discord will have seen, uh, Ty posted in the announcements channel just mentioning um, kind of where he's been and taking a break, some personal issues and some stuff that made him feel not that great about the whole thing. And I think um, he said to me that just kind of being in elite was was kind of bring it all back up so this is this is a a, a break that he's going to need so we're going to continue on and keep the community going in his absence and i'm betting that sooner or later hey guys will be back but in the meantime you're stuck with me uh, it's uh it's october 22 when we're recording this it is um, another week of continuing new story and uh, community goals. Um, there's wars in the faction, and we have some usual folks and some not-so-usual folks. So, start at the top. Chig is with me. Hello. Salutations. I don't know. Trying something different <laughs> there, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, as you said, Ty's uh, taking a break is a good thing. I'm hoping he's back sooner rather than later, but you know, the show must go on and you know, he'll always be with us in spirit. That's all mm. you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, you know what it is. We, we value the community and what it's made, how it's made us feel about the game tremendously. And, um, the same thing can happen on the other end, right? If something is making you sad about it, it can make you really sad. So, and that's that's what we've always yeah. <laughs> said is is the game, you know, will always be here. And if you're not having fun or it's causing you issues, you just need to step away. And real life always trumps, you know, the video game world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I wish him the best. We know we'll be talking to him soon. He's he's I mean. We need that southern drawl around here, so it's all <laughs> That's good. Right. I mean, this place is going to get too northern if we let it. Yeah, too long. It, <laughs> it is. It is getting very northern. Where we're shifting <laughs> that demographic north. I mean, you saw. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm getting a ton of snow already, so that's how far north I am. Yikes! Yeah. Um, also here tonight, of course, NL Hate. Yo. Hello. Also, <laughs> semi-northerner. <laughs> no, no snow in these parts, though. Um, I, I sweated and had to turn the air conditioning on in the car. Yeah, it was 81 <laughs> degrees today in Cincinnati. Um, anyway. <sighs> <laughs> uh, so, and, and we've, we've got a couple of special guests tonight as well. Uh, Mr. Commander Professor Awan, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Hello. It's nice to be back. <laughs> what part of the country are you in again? Uh, Not the Flor- north. No, Florida, yeah, southeast. Always drowning or experiencing some sort of huge wind gale, so pretty normal. Right, (laughs) basic day. And I think for the first time ever on the podcast, for some reason, uh, let me see if I can get this right, Mr. Commander, Lieutenant Commander Data. Yes, hello. 
It's very important. You got that. You got that right. I can help start the show with a quick word of advice to anybody thinking about buying this game. It adds commander before you. <laughs> Glad to be here. Uh, how? I, yeah. So we haven't had commander data as a guest on the show uh, in all of its many weeks, even though. As far as I know, he's been a, a staple standard member of the community since as long as I have. So, yeah, um, as far as like if you're going to check Discord, if he's not in there in the evening, you're like, wait, where's data? So I, I don't know why it's taken this <laughs> long to have him on the show. Yeah. 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 All right. So welcome, everyone. Uh, let's let's do a podcast. Um First of all, I wanted to start by announcing another event that promises to be very fun. And this was uh, Commander Awan's idea. So, should I say Professor Awan? I think let's 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 ax Commander from that, right? Uh, either or is fine. I mean, Awan's <laughs> my real name, so it does, yeah, I respond to anything. <laughs> well, so you had a great idea for another event uh, in the vein of the last one that you did. Uh, uh, what do we say? Voice acted lore tour. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. So something um, a little more Halloween twinged. Yeah. Uh, hate brought up uh, part of the idea to me to run through some of the Inra bases at the time for a, a spooky October event, but I decided to do one a little better uh, because I wanted to save partly some of the Enra bases for just a full Enra event. Cause that's a really long story in and of itself. Uh, but um Coming Tuesday, October 27th, we'll be trekking through some of Elite's voice-acted horror stories. Um, there are actually a surprising number of them, though it is sci-fi, so that uh, kind of a loss to the genre. Um, from brainwashing signals, alien-styled xenomorph boardings, to being force-fed by machines, uh, these are all things and more you can <laughs> oh witness. Uh, as whoever wrote a lot of these stories clearly had a fine taste in the natural horrors that come along with the sci-fi genre. So, um, yes, yeah, starting, we'll start in Oleron, <laughs> which is a system named after the god Oleron from uh, the Yorubia uh, pantheon, or Yoruba pantheon, excuse me, of Latin America. Uh, as a god of the fundamental forces of reality who also happens to possess the ability to control time, I also hope that means that you will be equally punctual on arrival. Uh, <laughs> I, would assume, I would assume we are going to start around the general loose screws uh, event time, which uh, I can never remember when that is because it's always an hour back for me. It's like eight. It, it ends up being, uh, I think eight central is traditional, which is like nine for me. Um, okay. Or is it? Do we start earlier than that usually? I think we I usually remember. try to start between seven and eight, and it usually yeah. ends up okay. being eight. Okay. Yeah. Minnesota so, time. If we aim at seven central, no, no, Minnesota time. What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm uh, commandeering Texas time until Ty comes back. So now it's Minnesota time. Well, okay. we 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 will just we'll just do it at the same. It'll be the same time as uh, eight EST for me. Um, yeah, as, as it was last time for the Black Flight event. Um, so the system is Olorun. That's O L O U R N, and uh, we'll be moving around a good number of the systems within the bubble. 
Um, this also presents an opportune time uh, to go back over a story that was integral to Elite at one point in time, which was the Far God narrative, which um, its logs were very much a uh, horror story vibe. Um, where later into the trip, um, we'll probably take a pretty deep dive into that, as that was one of the more bizarre stories that has a series of nine pretty long uh, voice-acted logs, which are separated by two moons apart uh, within the same system. So apart from hearing stories about human bodies vanishing before people's eyes like phantoms and invisible objects that generate gravity for whatever reason, you'll get to hear a great deal of their uh, The Far Gods saga uh, as there were quite a few CGs and major Galnet uh, bits pertaining to them around the time of the Thargoids' center stage arrival. So um, it'll be a cool. decent, decent run around the, the bubble. It won't be, you know, uh, super far jumps or anything. There's not going to be any carriers involved. Um, most people here seem to have exploration ships. And worst case scenario, as always, <laughs> build out a, uh, uh, an A-rated hauler or an adder or something or a cobra. Cobra gets 25 mm-hmm. light years. Um, generally, if everyone can bring their exploration ships at whatever they're at, it'll probably be fine because it's not going to be outside of the bubble. And we're starting kind of in the, in the middle, right. uh, upper middle in Oleron. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah so there's not going to be, I mean, in, inside the bubble, there's no minimum jump range. You'll just fall behind a little bit in yeah. pace. Yeah. yeah. Ol- Oleron is very, very close to the first, uh, first of the starting systems. So yeah, we'll have uh, that down and then we'll, we'll, I have a, little sets uh, track I looked at on the 3D Canon map, so uh, should be the shortest possible route that we can do for them to max time and, and all the logs. I think there'd be nine, probably a good uh, 18, 20 logs in this altogether, so it'll cool. be, be interesting. Yeah, right on. So, um, yeah, that sounds really cool. And, and streaming too, I assume, as before. Yeah, I'll be uh, streaming that on Twitch for uh, recording purposes, and I'll have that link up somewhere, and I'll I'll put a, uh, I guess, an itinerary or whatever in in events, just so people know where we're starting again if they didn't catch the recording or whatever. Awesome. Experience, experience this stuff, you know, in Elite through audio logs, which I think, um, you know, helps let your mind imagine things which I think enhances these horror-type stories. I've, I've listened to a couple of them at a couple of different locations. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of them, and it's not... It's interesting because whoever did the... I guess it was... Um, oh, who was the guy? Michael. Oh, my God. Who's the guy who did the generation ships? Oh. Uh, who, what's, what did you say? You know, someone said something. Michael Brooks. Michael Brooks, Brooks right? Yeah. yeah. Michael Brooks uh, did, uh, according to my knowledge, did most of the generation ships, and he had uh, a very fine taste for the twistedness that can happen when human beings, mm-hmm. you know, are in a closed quarter for eons. Totally <laughs> many, many, many things can happen. But what's interesting is there were a lot more um, surface settlements that were one-off stories, and that's a lot of stuff you don't usually hear about because. Someone will report it to canon or just someone will find it. Oh, that was really interesting. That was a cool story. And it gets forgotten because it's not 
one of the main, it's not a, you know, big in your face generation ship, or it's not, you know, the big, you know, most people that come to this game only know Thargoid and Guardian and big bold letters, and they don't have anything else to tie that together. So a lot of the one-off stories when it's not pertaining to the main stuff gets really left behind, but those are some of the, the best for elites, uh, horror set. So I thought it'd be perfect for Halloween to, uh, to run through those, especially if they're voice logged or uh, voice acted and all that. I, I, a lot of people just don't realize how much of that is in the game. I mean, it's everywhere. You've opened my eyes to a ton of it. It's like he keeps saying, you've got to look. <laughs> people don't look. <laughs> yeah, and it's and the worst part is, like, Canon, for the longest time, uh, used to get a lot of heat for uh, FDev tell Canon stuff behind, you know, under the table before they release it so Canon can hype it up. But when you get a few hundred people who have been looking into the game very deeply for many, many uh, years and then have all collectively tested stuff in the thousands, it's pretty easy to <laughs> follow a breadcrumb trail and find this stuff. You know, it's, it's, this, it's the difference between someone can go finding absolutely nothing for years and how I was doing the, uh, my Constellation project and I found back-to-back in one night five undiscovered uh, crashed ships, uh, some that had little log pieces to them just because I figured out the method of how they were implemented. So it's, uh, it's all a technique <laughs> which doesn't, isn't begotten by sitting in a hazard. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it is, it is something that you have to, uh, you know, get used to. A lot of people feel bad that they haven't found anything, but it's not something you just kind of snap your fingers and start, start doing it with the way frontier hides things. Yeah. It's not some sort of method. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's always fun to do these, and I absolutely love uh, whoever the writer is. I would love to personally meet them out of any of the anyone on the dev team. Just meet the writers for for these <laughs> past stories because they're really good. Awesome! All right, well, I'm really excited and hope to see everybody Tuesday. Um, and yeah, it'll be a, a a spooky adventure. Okay, that was. <laughs> scratch my lameness from the record on the topic of events planned for this week uh, tomorrow I am taking my fleet carrier out to the crystal forest shard sites so if you if you're hearing this and it's if before, you can hear the sound of my voice and it's noon before Friday there will be a fleet carrier going to the crystal shard sites you can catch bring an SRV bring an SRV so yeah, you can bring two. Yeah. So no you engineering mat shaming if you get all stocked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Engineering mat shaming. Yeah. Yeah. I right, get out As there, in get your those engineering of us who mat don't stock. have enough. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I have a tendency to uh, creep a Nara and see that somebody doesn't have shit for engineering mats and I give them shit. So <laughs> I just took it this happens. motivation. Ask dubs. <laughs> so so if you don't want to get shit from Chig about not having engineering mats, uh get <laughs> get to the get to the carrier. Get to That's, the carrier. Nice. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> uh great. Uh what do you say we do a squadron update? I'm ready. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. 
War. War. <laughs> War's left. War's right. Wars with players. Uh, in the Simbiket system this week, we've been at war, and we are in the sixth, seventh day. We're in the seventh day of active combat. Uh, and after we finish this war, we have to instigate another war with the same faction. We may see more player involvement. So if you're hearing this and it's already been a week, we'll still probably be at war or re-instigating another war in Simicets. Uh We're closing in on our control war in Kama as well. So if you got a combat ship, or if you need raw mats to engineer a combat ship, <laughs> see how all this stuff links together? Yeah. We, uh, we're doing another, <laughs> another stuff for Kama, uh, as well as preparing our invasion of V640 Cassiopeia. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to Mr. Commander Manitook and Pepper Grinder, who's back on the grind, and McPherson, 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 all of which have been doing our, our background stuff, and Commander Shockwave, who did stuff that didn't happen. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Lots, lots of background simulation stuff has been going on, and all of this has been in the public channels. Oh, I see. Some stuff that didn't happen, yeah. Stuff that did not happen. Gotcha. But wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Nor deny if it did anything happen. Uh, gay frogs. Uh, and I believe that <laughs> wraps up the squadron update for this week. Huh, all right. Thought you were well, going to sing some show tunes for us. I'm confused. Yeah. Well, no? <laughs> what? No, I, I thought you were going to sing show tunes or something this week, but I, I guess that was that was a lie. But we'll move forward. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, one one more uh, order of business, I, I guess, would be chick chat. Am I right? Sure. It's chick chat. Yeah, that's a fact. It's chick chat. Where cheese at? <clears throat> we hear at those screws never end a sentence with a preposition. There's your southern drawl right there. There it is. That that keeps us <clears throat> grounded for sure. Um, well, let's just say this. I really didn't think of a good chick chat this week because I was busy playing in the snow and working more than any human being should and all that. So I, I, I came up with a chick chat earlier today as I was eating dinner. Uh, we Yes, I'm doing another food thing. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> oh, he thinks a lot about it. Yeah. Well, we had uh, BLTs for supper. Yeah, mm. that this 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 chick chat okay. is gonna be about BLTs. Here's the thing: I'm eating it, and I I, I there, there's two parts. First off, it's always an argument in this household whether a BLT should be on toast or bread. I like plain white bread, so I can squish it, and the bread gets squishy, and I just eat it that way. The mm. second part is an obvious one that would come for me: is does cheese belong on a BLT? I say yes. I don't think it counts as a sandwich without cheese, but. That's that's all I got. I just want to know what you guys think. Should it be toaster bread? And sh- does cheese belong on a BLT? And if it does, shouldn't it be like a CBLT or BCLT or BLT and C? BLTC? Yeah, I, I, I don't know because my wife thinks B-L-C-T. I'm crazy for putting cheese on on a BLT. That, that's well, it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be allowed to talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. This is no. This is the deal. Everybody, sound off. You have to do it. It's the yep, price you, have you to pay. Do it. Okay. Okay. Wrong. Wrong on both counts. I. I have to say. 
So <laughs> if, you, if you toast the bread right, it's nice and crunchy on the exterior, but you still get that squishy part on the inside. So you can well, have the, the best no, of both worlds. No, but there's cr- there's crunchy on the inside. If your bacon is good and crispy and the lettuce, so you already got crispy on the inside. So I like squishy on the outside. Mm. Well, that, that describes a lot of us probably squishy. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, everybody probably assumes I weigh 400 pounds because all I do is eat cheese and talk about food and drink a lot of beer. Yeah, I, I really need to reevaluate, reevaluate my life choices. Can't even listeners, talk. Listeners, there are pictures of Chig in in the Discord, so please come join the Discord. Get you don't want to see that. <laughs> the NSFW channel. <laughs> yes. Oh God, should be. What, what do you think, Professor? You're the expert on everything. <laughs> I don't think I actually have an opinion on this one, considering I don't really eat. <laughs> I don't really eat anything but very foreign foods. <laughs> I don't think I'd be a good a uh, good draw for this. What kind of foreign foods? Like, what do you? What's your diet consist of? Now I'm curious. Um, particularly uh, Japanese. I grew up. Um, uh, really with the neighbors <laughs> and they had a lot of uh, Japanese styled foods. We had um, Taiwanese, Vietnamese, uh, a lot of stuff like that. So I don't really do you do a lot uh, of either cooking yourself or is this a lot of takeout? Yeah. Oh no. Cooking myself. Isn't good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love cooking for sure. So, all right. So he's definitely looking down his nose at my pathetic American food. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What is this white bread? No flavor, no body. <laughs> That's why you got to toast it. Artificially adding body by, by making it as soft as solid. All right, Trax, you're the only one as a talk, so you got to give your opinion so we can get the hell off this topic because it was really grasping at straws. <laughs> I, I don't mind adding cheese to almost anything. So I think that's fine. You do have to add the letter though. That's the rule. Um, and I think I would toast it. I think I would toast it. I, I don't care that much about soft, squishy bread. Use thicker bread. Yeah. I mean, that would be fine. I, I really do. I think, yeah. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with toasted, but, uh, cheese is fine. All right. Blue cheese crumbles. No, blue cheese. No. I can't. I can't do the soapy <laughs> oh, yeah, cheese. Right. No, the soapy I have. I have thing. the wrong gene or whatever. It that's is. right. Yes. Yes. You're a. You're a mutant. That's right. I'm a. I'm a mutant that. That can't. He's evolved. That can't handle. <laughs> well, he's evolved past. Blue devolved. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely devolved. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So let's get to community news. What, what do we got this? Okay. Week? Well. Okay. So, uh, the Galnet, the the Galnet. The Galnet. What, what, the what can be said about Galnet that the hasn't gal already been net. said about a sewage dump? Okay. Um, I, I have to allow all cookies before I can read this page. Okay. So let's see. I'm, I'm looking at the dates. How, how far back did we miss? The, the, I think the thing that, that has happened since we had an episode of the podcast was... Now all fingers are pointing back at President Hudson for this Starship One business. Uh, I, I th- th- this is this is like open discussion. People J- jump in here because I I don't I I know there's a lot going on here that I didn't know about before. But basically, uh, now the Starship One 
the, the assassination and the destruction of Starship One from way, way back was reinvestigated and now thought to be, or I guess sh- it, it's a sure thing now that it was this person who was sort of a, a right-hand man to President Hudson or like his best friend or something. Is this, is this it was going a, in the right direction? It was a vice admiral um, who was really good friends with uh, Hudson uh, way back when Hudson was well below uh, Jasmina, um, you know, in like the first year of Elite. Jasmina was by no means a saint, uh, and he always had an extreme open distaste for her. But uh, I don't know if I would go as far to say as he would be necessarily the killing type because of how much he valued the Federation. But I will say he went from right after uh, Jasmina was missing. He went and uh, 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 Winters took power. Uh, He went right after her and within like a month or two was like, got her voted out as a vote of no confidence. Granted, she was only the secretary of state at the time. And she mm-hmm. was added on board because of an emergency. However, he got her voted out of a vote of no confidence really fast. He was extremely critical about her really quick, which I guess in a state of emergency, you might. But at the same time, it was kind of a, you know, shouldering your way through uh, to upper ranks. <laughs> um, it's like in hindsight, it looks a little different kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, silence is never a good thing, but it, with the way human beings behave, sometimes it's the only thing you can do, if you've nev- even if you haven't done anything. <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 so I'm you're just, not totally convinced? I'm leaning there. It would, ma- it would make sense, but it sounds a little too easy. The, my, the potential I'm more thinking of is there were many talks about how um, you know, they hated Jasmina and the buddy of his ended up getting radicalized with the idea and kind of just, you know, went ahead and took the hit. Now the cover up would have been perfect if there had never been the Antares, the Highlander Antares uh incident. Um if anyone is um not trying to plug my own stuff, I just thought about it though. If anyone has um questions about Highlander and Terry's in this kind of era. I did do a Starship One uh, video, which uh, I can throw in the uh, video media links in Discord again, but um, it's Absolutely. on the Professor Professor One YouTube channel and um, just type in Starship One and that and you should find it. But uh, the, if it hadn't been for the Highlander and Terry's and Leong deciding, you know what? Okay, that ship went missing. And there was already a scandal with the Highlander and Terry's. Maybe we should go ahead and try and find it so we don't get questions asked either. Then they found a ship that was 50 years old that blew up and shattered into pieces. So Hudson was like, well, they did it. Then we can probably find the um, Starship One. So it's kind of, it wouldn't make 100%. It would be perfect. the perfect cover-up, though, of like, well, we tried to look and didn't find anything. And then, oh, shit, we actually found something. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be the perfect cover-up yeah. that way if you didn't expect to find anything at all, but then you did. But uh, I don't know. I'm kind of in between. And I also don't think um, they would by any means remove him out of 
power fully because we they do kind of have a, have a bit of a safeguard with how power play functions. Um, I don't think that they would just remove an entire person as a power out unless he had his small a small coop as a power and then Winters takes over. But I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning towards him not being the case and the friend was radicalized. I mean, he was the you know the leader at the time and potentially still as I, I have to look at his history against, excuse me, he's like four years old information. But I remember he was the, you know, one of the major commanders of the federal military at the time and potentially I believe still is a, a large wing of it. So it wouldn't take a much if you go, you know what, you know, forget this person. Wow, this is a good attempt. The only, the last thing I will say is that it is strange um, that there was Jasmina herself issued a detour uh, for before shipping off when um, Starship One went out on its little presidential tour, and she decided to make a detour. And when that detour happened, that was they didn't make the detour. So she also did something like in the sense of like change the plan and then. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's three things there that don't add up fully. If you get, get what I'm getting at here, she, she made an unscheduled detour out of the middle of nowhere. And that was never talked about. Hudson went ahead and decided to try and find it, find her. And, but he did strong arm his way through and it could have been happenstance that they found, they found it and he didn't expect to. And also a, a radicalized friend who owns the ent- almost the entire military. And, you know, you know what, this right. person is terrible. We need to get rid of her. Uh, so I don't know. There's three three things there that don't fully add up, but also might not add up because the story is four years old and <laughs> and it was spread across <laughs> spread across a long time. It ended in the second and a half year of Elite. We didn't hear much. Uh, it was the lead up. Jasmina was the lead up to the Guardians, and then after that, Starship One went dark as far as its story on the case. So give or take, I'm kind of leaning <laughs> against it, but we'll see. Is that the story that ends with, does she, they find her later? They find Halsey? Yeah, she's later. found, she's found, she's talking about, she's seen the architects of creation. She's seen, yeah. you know, interacted with these beings or whatever, whether that was, could be the, not even the guardians could have been their AI actually, uh, just, you know, the, the neurological network there. And, but it was meant to be the prelude to the guardians. However, Elite commanders are nosy little people and found the first Guardian ruin via a trailer. And so we missed out on, according to Drew Waker, we missed out on potentially one or two things that hasn't happened yet. Um, Not because we found it early, Hmm. but we did miss two steps that would have led us more info. And then afterwards, he said there's something he can't say about the Guardians because... um, it hasn't an interaction between that story and Halsey hasn't happened yet. So uh, we shall see on that or wherever that goes, but that could have just been at the time they were considering doing it and they haven't done it, but it's a very odd, very odd story. Um, and I think it's definitely going to, if it's gone on this long, it's still going to go on for another good year. Or so, um, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they basically promised it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> that I know. I just meant this art. <laughs> yeah. Right. This yeah. particular kind of part of it. I, 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 I am enjoying how um, chaotic it is. You know, um, with some of them are related to community goals and some of them aren't. 
and you know there there's news in the middle there's different kind of thread points and everything it's it feels really big again um mm-hmm. it is not just like there's elite and then if you're paying attention to the news there's also this story arc that's going on no there's like several threads of things kind of moving all through and so yeah and they're doing a very good job about bringing that story out visibly into the game because uh um a, a point I'll get to in a bit uh, about the heralds but uh Mm-hmm. They uh, have actually been putting in, like the, for instance, the Marlinists fleeing to these six systems that were working out of a seventh system to um, give refuge to. There's actually unique mega ships, each one having carried the Marlinists over. So you know, a lot, a lot of things towards the end of Galnet's life was kind of you read about it and that was it. But now you're actually seeing things that they took time out to name, even if it's just a mega ship and they took time to plant it and just name it, it's still more than more than it used to be. And there's definitely, if that's going to evolve as definitely with Odyssey will evolve, but that'll right. still evolve at base game as well. So they've been doing a really good job about it as far as being real and in the game active rather than just something you can read on a little note, <laughs> notepad doc <laughs> on your computer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Well, so in community goal land, well, I'm sorry. Did anybody else have, have something to add? I mean, I, I, I kind of, I was throwing that one to Awan cause I knew he was going to go through the whole <laughs> yeah, thing. I just jumped in cause I was like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how many, of, I don't know how many of you guys have been around since that, that, that first yeah. and a half year. So. Mm-mm. Right. Um, anyway, so the community goals that are sometimes associated, sometimes not. So the, the, the one last week was Thargoid Attack and the Witch Head Nebula, which um, succeeded fully. So I guess everything's protected and the Thargoids are gone forever. Uh, yay! <laughs> I'm looking at one so, right now. <laughs> In the Witch <laughs> Very last one. Yeah, I'm very surprised right. that was within the... Uh, within four to three hours of the community goal ending, we actually completed it so i was very surprised we got all five i i didn't think it was going to complete either yeah Yeah. i knew it was possible it's just within the first day and a half uh the top 75 percent hadn't even killed an interceptor yet and i'm like yeah no okay this is (laughs) i i we're dealing with people who are not capable of of breathing i'm not sure if they're going to be killing these thargoids but lo and behold (laughs) uh it picked up it it did it took it took a minute but but uh we got there um, so that ended, that means anybody in the top 75% has the frameshift drive booster unlocked for them and a size four module placed in storage. Yay. Uh, and the discounted unlocks at the tech broker in Bray Landing out there in Witchhead uh, are still discounted for another week. So, uh, you've still got like five days or something by the time you hear this podcast, um, significantly discounted unlocks for stuff that's not that easy for new commanders to find, at least. Um, so that's exciting. Get get all your guardian stuff and uh, the the few uh, human tech broker stuff unlocked. And uh, a new CG has popped up. We're bouncing back to the other storyline. So now we're we're doing Marlinists again. We have refugees. They're fleeing into federal space, and they need. Pre- they need uh, first medicines and and food and you know basic refugee supplies, and then they're also going to need 
protection of those supply runners. So we've got uh, cargo running and bounty hunting, um, which is nice, I guess. Yeah, the last one was conflict zones, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think I think bounty hunting's a, per, perhaps a, a a better a better thing to have like massive uh, multiplayer like all in one system kind of things. Cause the, the troubles that I was having with the conflict zone community goal is, is people locking them out and not getting them to reset and stuff when we wanted to step out and then start the battle again. Um, so you, I wasn't, so even, you're, you're, I wasn't running issue, into a PVP. <laughs> your issue there was that you weren't uh, killing the people in there that were locking you out and then coming. <laughs> but they were fighting for my side. I don't know. No, yeah, I, that's right. <laughs> uh, that's the old ganker me freaking out. You're fun. You're, you're, you're in the right. That's my old mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I heard tell of ganking kind of stuff going on at that community goal a couple of weeks ago i did not see any of it myself um not for lack of trying but i just couldn't get anything <laughs> to happen so i moved over to private group mm, um, yeah. so uh but anyway so now we're we're at bounty hunting so basically we're running um basic medicines and food let me let me get the list why don't i just why don't i just look at the thing like a good podcast host so deliver basic medicines, clothing, food cartridges, fruit and vegetables, and evacuation shelters. Um, for me, when I've done cargo CZs, oh, CZs. Whoa. <laughs> cargo CZs. This is a new trick we're going to start. I will hit you week. with this cargo container. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when I've participated in uh, trade, I guess I should say trade community goals, uh, typically, you find the the most expensive item on there because it's going to make you the most money. Not that money is really the the thing. There's there's always faster ways to make money than these sorts of things. But this is like fun interactive gameplay stuff because there's always going to be lots of commanders around, and there will be PVPers to dodge and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So go. There, there's a the best place I always go to is uh, at the community goals section of the elite forums. It's about the only thing I use the forum for anymore. Um, but they always have a really good breakdown with like quick links and stuff to all the info that you need to know um, going on in the system. LFT six, two, five. And uh, likewise, the bounty hunting community goal is in the same system, of course. Um, so hunt bounties, um, as far as I know, this is the, the rewards are just the credits, right? Oh, the rewards, um, for the bounty hunting it is, but for the, uh, trade, the tiers, there's six systems that the Marlinists have fled to, and you can go get, uh, dock at the systems that they're actually in mentioned in Galnet, and you'll see some special, um, local news if you dock at the station about them, but each tier is a system, just like the Thargoid one. Each tier is a system ah, okay. infrastructure uh, prevented from failing and potentially a lot of people dying in, as far as the storyline goes. Maybe right. even uh, if it breaks into war, because I remember one situation like this before where a system infrastructure fell and then 
a rebel group came in, busted in. Yep. All right. Everything's falling apart. So we're going to take these people back. See ya. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. yeah, you never, you never know. Um, but yeah, each, uh, each tier is one through six and there's six systems. So each one is a mm-hmm. system protected from falling into infrastructure and a lot of people dying as far as the story is concerned. Right. And presumably additional story things like, like that. Yeah. Refugees fa- uh, falling back into uh, enemy hands and stuff. Uh, pro tip for the bounty hunting CGs, because this is, we haven't had one in a, a million years. Um, if you, I don't, I haven't looked at the system yet, but I'm quite sure it has many uh, partners in its area. If you have, are having trouble in the resource extraction sites, even if you don't have gankers, and you're just having a ton of people nuking ships in five seconds, and you're like, well, I can't really do this here. You can, if you still want to play an open, you can go to a system or two over that that same minor faction that's having the CG is present in, and you can get the bounties in the next systems over and then bring them back. So uh, if you want to stay in open with your friends, uh, you can do that if the systems are too clogged. So it's really, it's about where you turn in Yes. Rather yeah. than, yeah, cool. Yeah. So the, the immediate effect, like you said, is preventing negative system states. But do we think, I mean, I would predict these uh, CGs will be fulfilled by the community. You think this is going to lead to a war or conflict between the Empire wanting their people back and the Federation saying no, some sort of larger conflict? I'm leaning on that. Um, I remember we missed out on having a great one way back when the, uh, I can't remember what the treaty was called, but there was a, the Empire and Federation were kind of in an arms race for building uh, uh, capital ships way back when. And this treaty was about to be up and they were both thinking of like, all right, well, we're going to, if you're going to make a bunch, I'm going to make a bunch. Interestingly enough, they uh, contracted some group to work out of the uh, coal 70 sector to build the capital ships for part of it. That's completely permit locked. I, I don't know what that means for the story, but anyway, um, they, we mm-hmm. almost missed an entire massive war between the Federation and empire. Um, but that one simmered down. I can't remember if it was due to CGs or the story just took a turn and they decided just to drop it. But um, we have yet to have a full scale, you know, assault between the two though. I don't know. It depends. If the if the if the uh, neo Marlinists do another big hit that's like really wacky, then yeah, the the Empire would probably just come for the Federation at that point and just use it as an excuse, even just to, to mess with them. But uh, I don't think right. it'll turn out well because anytime the Federation have been opposed by the Empire on a small scale, the Federation have always been two to three to four tiers up <laughs> than from the Empire on conflicting CGs. So. We'll see. I, uh, it definitely should lead to a good, a good large scale battle. So that should be fun. I miss those. Yeah, that would be really exciting. What? Um, I'm. I'm. <laughs> what was I even gonna say? Uh, <laughs> no, I. I. I, I don't know. <laughs> what? What? Is someone else. So. So. I, I. I want opinions. What is? What is? I don't know. What's your favorite kind of CG? Actually, you know what I want to talk about? What's, how come we don't have interstellar initiatives? Remember that? Remember how that was? Uh, <laughs> what, was what was the difference? Yeah. 
It was the name. It was just semantics. No, 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 no. Actually, no, it was supposed to be that it was a a longer thread, right? Rather than an individual week long event. It was one that was, you know. Well, it was, it was kind of interesting in the way it worked. It was the devs were basically sitting down for like two months at a time. And they were going to, based on what you did every couple days to every week. It was more of a live event rather than a CG, though it did have some CGs, uh, one or Mm -hmm. two pertained into it. Um, Those were really interesting because they added in, like, uh, for instance, the Guardian ones. That one added in uh, two new modules to the game. It added in two mega ships now that make the trip from the system of Zenday all the way out to the middle of the... Guardian bubble. Um, every Thursday, they bo- they jump alternating back and forth, so you can go out for a week at a time, or just go out one direction and skip a bunch of jumps and come back yeah. if you don't have a bunch of stuff. And then it gave us uh, signal sources in space that dump out tons of Guardian materials at a much faster rate than you can at even dream of at a uh, surface site. We're talking like scroll down the list for three pages in the context panel. <laughs> uh, hmm. So they were a bit different um, than just community goals where it's like, all right, here's your alternatives. Here's the tiers later. <laughs> as far as I'm not being there, as far as my take on it, it was kind of, they didn't have the, they didn't have, they might come back in a different form when Odyssey hits, but as far as now, they don't really have a place because back then that was when the story was dry and they didn't have a way of like, well, we can't just start up all these storylines again. So we need to be more interactive with the um, community and the community managers were largely doing it. And they didn't have that team set aside that Arf talked about that they have now for the story. So it was placeholder ish, but I don't know. We almost Palin almost died. And so it was, (laughs) it was cooler than CGs, but I don't think we'll have anything like that until Odyssey rolls around again. So I don't think it's something okay. like that's gone forever. It probably won't be called the same thing, but uh, I think they were good, a good, a good spark uh, at the time they were they were made. Well, that's funny because my impression of it at the time was that it was it was like what we have now. It was it was sort of mm-hmm. like a you know a bit of a bit of choose your own adventure but basically a, a pre-planned story with some branches that was going to include some community goals mm-hmm. so it seemed it so from I, I guess there's a little bit of a difference there but like from my perspective it it felt to me like they've brought it back they're just not calling it they're just not using that word mm-hmm. anymore well did you do the did you part any of you participate in the one where palin almost died yeah, I was around for yeah. that and the the Zenday stuff. Well, if I was to give it an analogy of the difference, and I guess they ish almost sort of kind of vaguely did it with the Marlinus C, uh, CG where the mega ships were in the CZ, but for the they for the Interstellar Initiative on that one with the Thargoids, they set up an entire scene, kind of a handcrafted little scene that you would. Uh, mm, okay, which right. is different than how, all right, here's the systems, you know, go to the CG. That's different than they took the devs and the community managers took time to, all right, well, we're going to have a mega ship that Palin's on. It's going to get con- constantly attacked by Thargoids. Then we're going to have this new Thargoid, the 
uh, Ulthorus, which no one has you know officially seen in the game since. We're going to have that descend over his destroyed base that he's leaving from. We're also going to put scouts over the base that you can fight. They've never had uh, you know um, Thargoids over a live base you could dock at that, that they were shooting at the live base you could dock at as you docked. Um, they had. You know, we were almost, it was the first time we had, which I guess now it, this kind of is incorporated. It was the first time we had a, uh, an engineer potentially being removed, but that has happened again. So they have incorporated qualities, but they were setting up full scenes in some of those areas that were more than just, you know, all right, bounty hunting CG guys go to the station that's already exists. And then, you know, so it's a, it's a bit different, but I yeah, see. So I we're see. lacking the handcrafted instances and. Yeah, I mean, the Marlinists did have the mega ships in a CZ, and I've never seen them in a CZ before. So, and they were fighting back, so that was interesting. So we haven't lost it all, but it's a uh, as time goes. I kind of wish they had done maybe some CZs for the uh, uh, Thargoid CG we just had. That would have been fun. Some AX CZs just to watch people, but we probably. If they had done that, we probably would not have saved anything. If I'm There's no no way people are living through 14 interceptors and then a Hydra at the end. <laughs> I've, I've dropped into one of those once or twice. Yeah, they're uh, funny to watch. It's funny just to watch. People watch. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Data? I haven't gotten you to talk very much. We have you on the show finally, and then... I I don't I don't feed you anything. What's your what's your favorite cheese? <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, I don't know about cheeses. But my uh, <laughs> all right, I'll go with a nice sharp cheddar. How about that? Okay. Cheddar. My my uh, to give you sort of a my time frame perspective in the game. The first CG I remember being a part of was also the last one that had bounty hunting in it. Was the Golconda? Hmm. Mm-hmm. That one was that one was a a good time. You know, easy enough for a newer player to get into. I think that's where I met you in game for the first time. Tracks mm-hmm. ran into you in a that could be a, yeah. I mean, Dana, we know. Uh, you know, me and Tracks have few thousand hours well between us um <laughs> awan has a million hours or so um <laughs> we know hate started what late last year um how long have you been playing the game i got into the game bought it around august of 2019 so a little over a year i've been playing which is far and away the longest i've ever played any game hmm. and i just sort of stumbled onto this one i was actually looking at uh rebel galaxy outlaw last year hmm. playing that game and then i saw this a video from this game pop up on youtube i said hey this looks a little bit what drew you in than that hmm? what drew you in to this game what was the main main draw for you Oh, the, the, the flight, definitely. Yeah. That's what was sort of showed off in the video. That's sort of the surface level thing that drew me in. And always now you're learning double elite or triple elite now? I am only elite in trade. 
Really? That's, that's, that's the one that me. I shot for. I'm. You did not come out with us on the trip, did you? I I did. I'm. Oh. I'm most of the way through Pioneer. I think that might be the one before Elite on Explorer Rank. I did not do the Leong Rui uh, <laughs> multiplier on the data gotcha. there. But yeah, I think I I uh, saw loose screws being talked about on the Elite Dangerous subreddit soon after I started playing and hopped in Wait, Discord. Wait, we're on Reddit? And what? Wait, what? <laughs> News to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've been having, having fun, making friends, learning things. Hell of a community. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's what's kept me playing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, all right, favorite ship. It's got to be your Corvette, right? Uh, it was when I first got it. But I've... I've been trying. I okay. Let me back up a second. All right. I've I've followed some of the early game guides. Get rich quick. Mm-hmm. Get into the Anaconda as soon as you can. Sort of <laughs> how I started the game, which was okay, but probably not the right way to go about it. I think I missed quite a bit uh, of experiences in the smaller ships. So I've been spending trying to spend time in a couple of medium ships recently. The assault ship. And uh, the Alliance Chieftain. I've been having a good time in them. Now we've been doing a lot of conflict zones for the BGS. So yeah, you pull out the Corvette. It's like yeah. easy mode. <laughs> easy mode for those when you just need to get it done. But it's not as uh, not as definitely not as much fun to fly. So what, meet uh, small ships. what ship were you using when we were? I think you're the only person in. Uh out of loose screws that I've ever done a wing with, with uh, multiple interceptors in the same instance. What, what, um, <laughs> what ship was that you were using that day? We were duoing, uh, well, 2v2ing interceptors because there's yeah. a couple places in the Pleiades where you can have up to three interceptors spawn in. If you're really crazy, you can have them be, you know, three, two, uh, a Medusa and Basilisk or, Two Cyclops and a Basilis or a Medusa. So if you really want to go wild, yeah, that was a lot of fun. We had what two or three Cyclops around that crash around that uh, dead uh, Empire yep. megaship. Yep, that was that was a lot of fun. But yeah, what, so, what ship were you using in that? I was in a, a Great Mark II in the the, the standard okay. AX build. Okay. For that, that's the only AX ship I've, I've built. I'm not part of the uh, Ad Lads. The Ad Lads. Ad Lads. <laughs> Yeah. If I had uh if I hadn't PvP'd for so long, I would probably have been using one myself. But the reason a lot of people don't use the FDL is because it has a lot of maneuvering downsides that if you're not used to FA off, you are gonna get, you know, stuck in some sand pretty hard, even with engineering at times. So that's not something you wanna do when you have um an interceptor on you or multiple. Uh, but after being in the FDL for so long, you know, all four gosses line up perfectly and then you got to flack under there. It isn't mm-hmm. really anything, uh, anything else like it for me, but that's just a, from a PVP mindset of sniping people's 
FSDs from six kilometers away. Depending <laughs> <laughs> on your piloting skills, but worth it if you yeah. pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I built for this last CG was the um, AXFDL, which was, yeah, um, a, a very satisfying amount of Gauss damage uh, mm-hmm. and needing to triple heat sink to keep it under control. <laughs> I, am, uh, I am building, and in response to that, I am building a uh, FDL that can run all the same stuff, but it... Uh, can run on a G5 low emission power plant somehow and still get away with it. So if you toggle a few modules, um, that's point or yeah, 0. 0.14 uh, heat efficiency. So negative uh, 53% heat emissions. Um, I think that would be end up being around 15% heat idle and maybe 20 something uh, for fire alternating fire of Gauss. So. Uh, uh, that'll be a exciting. If chip. you alternate the triggers, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been trying to. Uh, that one's a little too. It's perfectly fine for Medusa solos. You can. You're using a build really close to what I I use, but uh, yeah. Hydras have the wonderful trait of saying, "Hey, we got this cool model. I can't think of any new ideas right now to add. So just jack that Medusa stat up like seven thousand times." And now and have fun, guys. It's <laughs> so all, all armor. Yeah, I, I, I am not, I'm, I'm practicing my hydro solos, and I've, I've uh, broken a heart or two. I, re- I probably could have gone for maybe five or so, but I haven't stayed because I know I won't make it for the whole eight. Um, but I'm having to change my build around so that very warm uh, triple uh, triple sync FDL is. Not, has not been cutting it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. There's a there's a few instances, and in what I was referring to with data, there's a few instances around the uh, Pleiades where you can get multiples, and I think we went out and we did a Medusa fight over a planetary surface, and then we did a, a three Cyclops in an area, which is just Cyclops, but it's still, uh, when you have multiple swarms around you, um, trying to hit them while also paying attention to three targets that can lightning you at any moment. You're right. mi- you might not be at the risk of dying necessarily, but if one of them lightnings you, another one lightnings you, and then someone gets on top of you and all three swarms are there, you may die. Maybe. I, <laughs> there's a chance you might have problems at least. And so, fighting sure. over the surface introduces you know a little bit more uh, maybe another technique into it, right? If you stay so close to the surface, they don't. Yeah, I wish more people. I wish more people knew about the surface fights because um, these the interceptors have a completely different um, fighting profile while being over a planet. They can't deploy their swarm because the swarm can't handle any amount of gravity. Um, if they get above, well, I thought 10, that I thought that changed in a recent update. Nope. If they get over. Yeah. 10 kilometers, however, they can. That's uh, enough room. So now what's funny, and I don't know if this is intentional or not, but it really makes the coding look smart. If the Medusa or the Interceptor will try and bait you up to about 11 kilometers, and once it deploys its swarm, it will try and stay up there to keep you out of range, out of range. it it will try and constantly go way up and bait you and if you don't follow it it just okay fine he's not coming he's not coming up let's go back down so 
that you have to pay attention to not just all of a sudden get a massive swarm spawning because if the swarm spawns, it'll be in like an immediate rage state. So it's going to be constant uh, kamikaze and uh, swarms back to back. And if it's a Medusa, that's not fun. So yeah, we had, we had a lot of, we had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm running away as fast as I can. And uh, a one, I look beside me. He's flying backwards right beside of me at 500 some meters per second. <laughs> yeah. I'm always taking you backwards. Like it's completely stable. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we had, had a bad time with that at the end there though. We got EMP'd and we were both facing towards the ground. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we lived, but that was a uh, minorly concerning for his ship. Cause I don't think you had a bunch of shields on it at the time. <laughs> Uh, one, thing concerning. <laughs> one thing I'd like to add before we got too far away from the memory of what we talked about with the uh, Galnet and the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Elsa. I forgot about that. The um, FDEV have finally brought back in-game uh, heralds, mm-hmm. and what those are are the little section of all the station's starport uh, service panels that we all ignore uh, unless we're looking for the... Uh, traffic report or something like that for BGS regions uh, reasons. Um, they have been adding in articles that either go along with Galnet or interestingly enough, like they used to sometimes contradict what Galnet reports. Uh, a good example is the Marlinist section where um, the empire was talking about, yeah, we need to get rid of these people because they are definitely the terrorists. And that was kind of the end of the, Galnet article, and then you go to the sy- a couple of the systems that were reported to actually have this lockdown happening, and sure enough, you'll find that there's a lockdown happening. And then you dock, and it tells actually that, no, these people were literally just had a different idea. They weren't even doing anything about it. They weren't even trying to overthrow their local government. They were just, just sitting in your house and have an idea, like, I like bread. Nope. These people, these other yeah. people like bread, they also so, go so you need to go. I met a bread lover once. Yeah, so it, it, it's, it was that level, and that's interesting because a lot of people mistake elite story and take it for a very, you know, red versus blue sort of deal where, you know, this side is 100% the good guys and this side is 100% the bad guys. And uh, mm. the Herald's, uh, being the local news feed, they used to hide a lot of lore in them, uh, and they finally brought them back. And over the past three weeks, I would say, anytime they mention a system in there and you go to it, it has a local herald uh, further explaining things. So what I wanted to add was that anytime you see a system in Galnet and you feel like it, go ahead and head on over there and see what they've added, because I recently not only found the Herald to my surprise, I found some brand new mega ships that they added and named and that were the Marlinists Marlinist said, uh, well, it, they had carried the Marlinists there and, uh, yeah, you might find something, uh, interesting, uh, along the way there. And not everyone has picked up on it. Even some people in Canon have been forgetting to look because, you know, it's been so long that we've had to have it. Yeah. We used to have Heralds all the time. Usually they were, they hid codes. They hid, um, was, yeah, it was usually just codes, the key ciphers that went to other audio to go to crypt, um, stuff like that. So, but yeah, they're back in the game now. So if you see a system in Galnet, head on over there. And then the Herald section is you literally dock, 
go to the starport services. And if you are looking in the middle of it, uh, just below the person, it'll be towards the middle bottom below the Galnet uh, article. And that's the, the local news section. So I'm very, very pleased that they added those back because those are a lot of fun to find. And in a lot of cases, there's a lot more out there that don't e- aren't even mentioned in Galnet. So it'll be, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm but there's a good, for- there's a good starter set, right? Because they are, they are feeding some of them to you, yeah, you know, so you don't have to. That, hey, these exist. <laughs> you can yeah. look. Uh, I'm waiting for the day we actually find the uh, Neo Marlinus uh, group somewhere down there in the uh, Empire systems. Because back when Emperor's Dawn was around, when they were trying to assassinate the Empire, they were actually an in game minor faction, but they didn't come up on like EDDB or anything. They were an injected faction that was kind of hidden at the bottom with no influence. So, uh, never know what you might find in some of the. Uh, Names mentioned in Galnet. Hmm. Well, yeah. it's an exciting time. Yes. <laughs> were you gonna Were you gonna say something? <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say I'm just shooting stuff in the CZ. We are tearing these things apart this evening. By the way, if we lose well, this we war, I'm calling shenanigans. Night. Yeah, we thought that last night and it showed up as a loss. So clearly we're getting some uh, invisible opposition here. Yes. Would, you, would you like to tell me a little more about that? Because I, as I said before we started, I feel like I remember this system being a point of contest for something with some people who were really bad at flying, but they could kill NPCs. And I <laughs> have absolutely no clue what that is. It's when you have, you know, photographic memory and then you got that mixed in with playing the, a game for six years with random people it's <laughs> doesn't always work out so how uh, how many people did you have working on it and how long were you working on it to lose a day we had well yesterday we had what eight of us at least around this time of the evening and we I don't know how many we won, how many high CZs we won. It was several. There was one, one of the very first ones I was in. It it bugged out on us. Didn't uh, update our progress bars right. If you'll recall that one, don't know if you're in there or not. And we ended up losing it just hmm. barely. That was only one. Hmm. That I was a little us. late to the party, so. Last night, we we made a new a new friend. We did see one other player that was fighting. Yes, and that player is out here fighting with us again tonight. Yeah, (laughs) he's on our team now. That's awesome. I think Dub's made first contact. Yeah, he shoot out his FSD and then say, "Hey, want to be friends?" (laughs) He um he turned up in in his weird Type Ten build, and apparently that wasn't good enough uh, to take this guy out. Yeah, all shot cannon build, which wasn't good enough. So he went back and got his Corvette. And um, I don't know if he just shot out the FSD or if he blew the guy right up, but made fast friends shortly thereafter. There was no no killing. Uh, Okay, good. Yeah, Yeah, he made nice. What it might have been was uh, a Pranav Antal CG system or some key point in the story there because it's right in his uh, uh, the Utopia's power play that mm-hmm. might have been where I'm hearing it I just remember a, 
one time one time period of people getting really angry about the system but the weirdest part is no one existed there so i don't know who was getting angry about, <laughs> about it but who knows people can get mad about yeah. anything and in general and an elite especially so they <laughs> right there you have it we we've had some issues before where we expected to be making better progress on influence and it mm-hmm. was because it was like a power play system so we were getting this sort of like passive solo mode drain <laughs> um working against us mm-hmm. from uh commanders turning in for power play um but in a does that happen with a war because the power play isn't going to change the outcome of the war right yeah no that that yeah. that wouldn't However, people can get super RP, RP-ish about it. And, you know, you never know if someone was working for a minor faction in there and they freak out. Uh, <laughs> this is also a, uh, An- another thing I would like... Oh, go ahead, Data. And I'll, I'll add. Uh, the enemy faction is a federation-backed superpower. Oh. So maybe mm-hmm. some people like supporting them for that reason. Yeah. One, one thing I remember that happened specifically with uh, Simbad... Um, was we took a system of a group that was inactive for two years because why not? I mean, we already have like 60 some odd systems. So, uh, <laughs> and we took that and then these people pop up. Hey, actually, um, we wanted that. Okay. Well, <laughs> you can either fight us for it or, I mean, I don't know. What do you want us to do? You got like 10 people and we're, you know, a 14 hundred players in our in our discord so i don't i don't know what do, what do you want to do about it and they're like well we'll fight you and then um <laughs> we decided to we were lazy at the time and kind of just let it be ish and they won the war and it stagnant stagnated and then they were like oh my god we won this war against this big group actually all of us kind of just gave up and said actually it probably isn't really worth it anyway uh, but the way the system was we just ended up kind of not wanting it so we gave up, but they got invigorated like, oh my God, we, we, we did this. And then they went and said, all right, well, we're going to try and take one of your systems now. And we were like, oh, okay, go ahead, I guess. <laughs> but uh, they lied to another power or player group, the Winged Hussars, who, if anyone knows them, they are big. And um, they are mainly BGS. And they lied saying that, oh, we, we actually own the system that we're trying to attack now that we and Simbad owned. Hey, can you please help us? We're we're an affiliate of yours. We're in dire need. Can you help us? Mean so ended up we were fighting three group player groups and still stagnant. You know, we were winning still ish, barely by a percent or two each day. But we were fighting three player groups all because one group decided to get like super psycho with the RP and lied to an entire group. And then I went in there and mm. I was like Hey, I'm from Canon. How are you? Um, what are you guys? Uh, what are you doing <laughs> to the Winged Hussars? And we talked it out. And so you never, you never know when people get wacky and call in 13 million people because they lost a system that had 10 population. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, and that is a reasonably active area you have. You guys have. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some people got together and did something every once and again. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. I know there's other people out there. It's not as fun when you can see them, but still yeah. fun. The, the power players right. really, the power players really do care about their BGS. So if anything, yeah. it's more, you want to be more concerned about them than the smaller groups in the area, because a, a system change 
for them could mean the difference between, you know, 30 million to keep the system under your control or, you know, up to a billion, depending on what's going on in credits. So that's a decent amount of money that you might be hurting people out on. So, uh, yeah, you, you never know. But it looks like a pretty quiet area as far as power play. And Tall isn't very antagonistic. And the only other group is uh, the Alliance that you're kind of near. And they sure don't care. They're, they're yeah. almost always in first place without doing a damn thing. So... <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, um, and any other fun for this week or shall we, uh, reconvene this meeting on Tuesday? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Eastern seven Wisconsin time. Seven. Wait, 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 wait. Wisconsin. Oh no. Minnesota. 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 It's happening. It's it's gonna happen. It's Texas time. I'll I'll find you, hate. Just don't, don't tell me he's from Milwaukee. I mean, I missed it once. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> yeah, don't don't. See, I, I I live right on the Minnesota Wisconsin border, and huge football fan my entire life. So it's been a Packers Vikings rivalry forever. And living just across a bridge from the other state has always made it, yeah, fucking dirty scones in their corn-fed whiskey pigs for women and stuff like that. Yeah, it's 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 you know not offensive oh at god. all. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's how we're ending the show. <laughs> Holy uh, crap! All right. Um, well, thanks for listening to Loose Screws. I hope we're still around <laughs> next week. Um, it, if in case we're not, you better go go to the. Uh, to the website loosecrewsed.com and get your merch now because I don't know how long it's going to be still available. Uh, join the Discord. Do so now before we get thrown off of the internet. <laughs> and um, there there will be links in the show notes. There's links on the website. You know the drill. Um, come join us. There's lots of wars and there's also some peaceful activities and stuff too. So, And we'll um, hope to see everybody on Tuesday for the very, very fun and spooky times that will be had. Um, all right. Cheese me. Something something other than cheddar or blue cheese. All right. It's going to be something other than cheddar or blue cheese. You also forgot to tell people to like, rate, uh, review, uh, smash, smash, smash the bell. like button. Yeah, smash the bell. <laughs> yeah. You, you, need to, stuff, you need to get your influencer that. hat on, Trax. Come on. Uh, like, yeah. comment, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Don't do that again. Tracks <laughs> here. <laughs> oh my God! All right. So this week's cheese is going to be ricotta. It's uh, made from typically sheep's milk. It's it's the left. It's the way left over. Then they 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 process it again and make ricotta, which is basically like a creamy kind of thing. And like cottage cheese, I found out ricotta people will use that instead of mayonnaise on a sandwich too. So I think that that could go on oh, a BLT. Sure. I think I think I might try uh, that out. Hey, I've always used it in my lasagna. You know, it's one of the yeah, fifteen different cheeses yeah. that goes into my lasagna. So that that's that's where I I use it. Um, and I I will admit I will usually eat a spoonful of it or so as I'm making the lasagna. So uh, mm-hmm. that that is the cheese of the week, ricotta. So all right, stay cheesy, everybody. I like that. I can get behind that. All right, thanks for listening. Um, that's, that's the, that's the end. That's it. That would, you know, 
Bye-bye. <laughs> I'm going to get better at this, I swear. Oh, well. Uh, all right, see We're you okay. later. Yep.